Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Today on the Ether, Fetch AI Spaces, Subquery Indexer Tool. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody who's just joining in now. Uh, thank you for joining in to our Twitter Spaces session um, that we've been holding weekly recently, and we've been actually doing a pretty good job. Only uh, a couple mix-ups here and there. Um, when it comes to getting it accurate all the time every week. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for coming in. And if you are new to this, um, definitely make sure that you regularly are checking in on our Twitter account as we do try and hold these, as I said, about once a week, every Wednesday at the same time, uh, which is usually 12 p.m. Uh, EST. I actually off the top of my head can't remember the others. And yeah, today we are going to actually be having uh, a member from our own team at Fetch AI, uh, Joe Sumner, as well as a member of the subquery team, um, which is James Belial uh, or Bail Bailey. I <laughs> I'll let him say his name when he when he joins in. Sorry about that. Um, also, if you can if you can hear me, James, we do sometimes have uh, some problems with this. I see that you've requested uh, to join in as a speaker, but I've also invited you as a co-host. So I'm not sure if that's what's conflicting here. Let me see if I just. Uh... All right. I've tried to add you as a speaker to hopefully have this <laughs> work to some degree. Okay. Oh, can you hear me, James? I can. I don't know if I can talk yet. Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Yeah. As I, I always say uh, to guests that we have on our Twitter Spaces session, um, it, it wouldn't be a uh, Fetch Spaces session without there being some kind of technical difficulty <laughs> that uh, ends up popping up here and there. Um, seems like it's, there's. It's never, the, it's never the cleanest system of Twitter Spaces, uh, you know, and people always have to download the app. I've had many times where people have forgotten to download the app and have joined on their computer and. That doesn't work. It's 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 a bit of a, a niggly um, platform to do these things on. Yeah, they definitely uh, they definitely have made it a little bit harder to try and get everything to work. I've also heard for some people that um, I think it's the Samsung A series uh, phones for whatever reason will always just um, drop out uh, from spaces sessions or or they don't even function. So I'm I'm not 100% sure the optimization they've gone for, but <laughs> yeah. Regardless of that, though, um, I, of course, want to thank everybody who's listening to this session, whether you are listening in right now live uh, or listening to this after it has been recorded. Uh, we always appreciate everybody uh, who joins in and gives a little bit of a listen in. Today, uh, as mentioned, we actually have one of our own team members, uh, Joe, as well as a member from the subquery team. 
uh, James, who is actually the COO of Subquery. And I, myself, uh, and most people in the community know me as Atari Buzzkill, or John is my actual name. Um, and yeah, hopefully I was going to give you guys the opportunity uh, to present yourselves and kind of give an explanation to the community as the, the work that you're involved with and you how you kind of ended up where you are right now. And I'll, I'll start with you, Joe, uh, if you are ready to do so. Sure. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm Joe Sumner. I've been working as a software engineer at Fetch now since, since about the summer and work on the indexer really just started as I was joining. So most of my time has been spent developing and testing the indexer. And um, yeah, I'm really proud to see how far it's come in that time uh, with some applications already being sort of facilitated by the data we've been collating. So yeah, really good on my end as well. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And of course, uh, James, you can introduce yourself to the community and get them to know you a little bit better. Yeah, hey guys, I'm, I'm James Bailey. I, I apologize in advance um, for my, my terrible accent. Um, I'm from New Zealand. Um, we kind of tend to mumble everything we say. So uh, apologies in advance if you don't quite get what I, I say. Um, I kind of work at a team called Subcrew. Uh, which is a general purpose indexer uh, that we just joined the Fetch ecosystem. Um, we're going to talk about that soon. Um, I work as a, in the operations side there. Um, but my background, I used to kind of work as a software dev um, and work my way into kind of product management and kind of end up just doing whatever I could do at the time to make things faster and better for the team. So it's a bit of a weird role, but um, it's a fun one. In the end, um, we've got a small team down here in New Zealand. It's kind of weird that we kind of work in the same office in Web3. It's, a, it's an odd one. Um, but um, I enjoy um, – I've been in crypto since like on and off since 2019. And uh, it's been a fun time the whole way through, um, even now. Um, it's quite great. This this slight beer cycle that we're in, it means we can kind of just stop and take things a bit slower and um, more sustainably. Um, the bull cycles last year and the year before were pretty crazy. So um, fun time in crypto. There's no no quiet day and no no boring day in this industry. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And for sure, I, I completely agree. There's definitely no boring days here, even if uh, not everything um, or, or all of your thought process end up getting, you know, posted out there publicly. It's usually always behind the scene. There is some kind of new thing that you're either having to explore uh, or, you know, just topic that's being discussed within the ecosystem that's interesting. Um, and yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, I'm happy that you guys uh, at Subquery kind of saw the Cosmos ecosystem as um, an opportunity to continue to expand into. And I'm happy that we at Fetch AI are able to be a part of that because yeah, um, it's it's been good as uh, Joe has said. And uh, one of the things that I actually wanted to also allow you, of course, James, to be able to discuss here is when we first kind of announced the um, partnership that we would have between Fetch AI, we had kind of, I guess, to try and simplify the understanding a little bit of, of what Subquery was and what it offered, we kind of described it as being um, similar to the effect of how like Google translates or indexes, you know, web search results based off of things that you're trying to figure out. Subquery kind of does this, but in a, a decentralized fashion specifically for um, data indexing. Uh, for for blockchain developers, for essentially those specific use cases. Um, but 
Is there, uh, I guess, even a way that you like to describe subquery as, or how would you describe subquery, and who do you think that overall it best benefits? Yeah, um, and and Joe, um, pitch in here. Maybe I'll try to start with explaining um, what is indexing, um, because there's a term that is quite uh, bespoke or um, technically kind of um, grounded. Um, so data indexing, when, um, let's say you're building an application on Fetch, um, one of the problems with blockchains, um, and this is a problem with blockchains across the industry, it's not just um, Fetch or Cosmos, it's, it's, it's every blockchain. Blockchains are essentially uh, a series of data linked in blocks, so they're kind of a linked list. Um, every you know, a few seconds a block is made, and that block includes um, the data or the events that have happened in the past X seconds. Um, by storing data in this way, it's great to kind of like have, it makes it easy to kind of verify the completeness of the data and, and, and the um, integrity of the data, which is great for blockchains. But it's um, really bad when you're trying to access that data to use later on in an application. So, um, for example, if you're asking a question like, tell me, like this is a very simple example, right, that everyone's kind of understood, which is like a wallet example. So a wallet needs to be able to say, or show a user a list of the last, let's say, 10 transactions that they've made on that blockchain. They want to show an ordered list of the last 10 transactions that you've made. So you've got some, some transaction history in that, that wallet. Asking a blockchain that directly is actually kind of really tricky. Um, it's, it's really hard because you can't really ask a blockchain um, what are those last 10 transactions. You have to kind of search through every single block individually and ask, is there a transaction from this account? There's a block. No, move on. Is there a transaction in this block for this account? No. Um, and so forth. And you kind of have to go traverse back through the blockchain, block by block, looking for those transactions. Um, now, that's a very simple example, but it, it, it applies to like everything else. If you want to see like time series histories, if you want to see like historic information, if you want to aggregate data that kind of spans time and block space, uh, it makes things very inefficient when you're querying a blockchain directly, as as well as blockchain isn't kind of optimized for queries. It's optimized for consensus um, and making sure the chain never stalls and so forth. Right? It's not these nodes aren't really optimized for fast read speeds for applications that you know support you know hundreds of thousands of users and and so forth. So. Um, the way that we've got around this and, and the way that we're trying to solve this is by building indexes. And indexes, indexing is, is, a, is a technical process or a term um, that describes the process of looking and analyzing a blockchain in near real time. Um, and every time, a, every time a new block is added, you kind of pull off the data that you want. Now, that might be all the data. Um, you might index everything. But in many cases, to keep things more efficient, um, and optimize, you might index just the information you want. So you could build an index that indexes, in the previous example, just transactions. Um, and so every time there's a block added, you look for all kind of transactions or transfers, and you would index those into a data set. And a common example of a data set you'd index those to is a, a database. Now, the, the process of, it, of indexing is, is like taking data from a, a linked list or a blockchain and putting it into like a spreadsheet, right? If a spreadsheet into a database, you can you can sort, you can filter, you can um, you can search columns and stuff. It's a lot more efficient, right? We spent the last 30 or 40 years optimizing the performance of databases. 
And that's kind of what SubCree does in a nutshell. It's an open source tool and that allows anyone um, to do this, to fetch and to every other Cosmos chain and to many other chains out there. We kind of support and focus on non-EVM chains. So we kind of support, for example, Cosmos, um, Algorand, Polkadot, um, Avalanche, um, you know, Nier and a few others. So we're working on all these other chains at the moment as well. Um, and you can index that data into whatever data set you want. And it's kind of flexible and open for you to use however you want. So if you're building your own custom application, your own custom UI, you can index custom data in a, in a way bespoke to your, your application. And you might say, well, hey, there's lots of API endpoints, right? Like I can, a lot of networks have these support by these providers and they provide these off-the-shelf API networks. And that's absolutely true. Um, and I think that's something that Joe's kind of working on at, at, at Fetch. Um, but if you're building a custom application that is kind of unique or is better than the competition, um, a custom application that provides a unique um, user experience, um, sometimes you need to take a bit further. You need your own indexer. You need your own unique um, way to index that information um, so that you can provide a better experience than your competition. And that's what we kind of specialize in subqueries is the unique, weird, and wonderful indexing. Um, it's completely open, it's completely flexible, and we make sure it's fast and, of course, feature-rich, so it's the best experience possible. Um, Joe, did I give a good explanation of indexing? Did I miss anything? Did I kind of... No, I think I think you covered things pretty well. Yeah, I've, I've personally had a, a great experience developing with subquery, so, yeah, my hat's off to you guys, really. Awesome. So, yeah, that, that's indexing in a nutshell. All right, awesome. And, um, yeah, actually, I was going to just also kind of hand this over uh, to you, Joe, so that you kind of have an opportunity, I guess, from Fetch AI's perspective of uh, what we've actually been using the subquery-based indexer for. Um, and, you know, the, the the features and stuff, I guess, that have come most in handy from the, like, Fetch AI perspective. Uh, sure. So I guess I'll, I'll uh, go through some of the things that have been... Um... Uh, developed over the past sort of six months and some things we have in future as well um, using subquery. So um, I would say that the, the indexer repository docs would probably be the, the best place to familiarize yourself with how far their indexer has come and what it's capable as of now. Um, and you'll see it's completely dependent on on, um, on subquery. Um, there's a link to a sandbox located in the indexer induction documentation that will allow you to carry out all sorts of queries and, and to test it out for yourself on the mainnet and uh, Dorado testnets. Um, as to the current state of these deployments, uh, you can carry out sort of precursory searches for every transaction filtered by a certain amount or ordered by a certain amount or even blocks by height, events by type, for example. And although we're capturing and storing a multitude of these primitive entities and others, we realized that if you, if you wanted to search for every time a contract has been stored, for instance, you'd have to sift through every and uh, each and every associated event or message and extract the data in full and probably reassemble it in a, in a more readable way, like uh, much as sort of um, uh, James says, it's incredibly Im impractical uh, to have vast amounts of data without any way to, to sort of um, sort it. Um, instead, the bulk of the development has been gone, has gone into carefully constructing more complex entities such as store contract messages, contra contract execution messages, governance proposal votes, and dele delegated reward claims, um, all of which will be available very soon. So go ahead, start the repo, keep an eye on it. And I promise there's a lot more on the way with that one. Um, 
Uh, and I would say in future, we're not only um, consolidating our list of, of useful entities, but some more experimental features are in the pipelines as well. Um, for instance, we've been playing with the contract entity, providing it uh, what we call an, an, inter an interface field, uh, which can be filled in by detecting instantiation and execution messages of the contracts, and then observing um, their characteristics in order to provide a, a level of con confidence that a, a contract entity represents a certain type or inter in interface, for example. Um, a good example of this would be if 100 people instantiate the CW20 base contract, um, interact with it, create their own coins, etc. cetera, uh, we can observe all of those messages, link them to one instance of this stored contract entity, and begin to build a picture of what we assume this contract does or represents within an associated sort of confidence level. So there's some really quite complex things we can do, um, all based off of the, the sort of basic uh, building blocks that have been provided by, by subquery. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really uh, interesting to see how it sort of plays out. And um, I hope you guys uh, keep an eye out for what's to come. Yeah. The, the Fetch team have done a fantastic job. Their subquery project is, is, is a real work of art. Um, <laughs> kind of covers a lot of stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, and as it kind of really makes use of all the, the great features. It's really cool to see, and it really um, makes our team quite proud when we kind of see these projects out there by other teams. Um, because at Subgroup, we don't kind of we don't really build the we build a like a an open source SDK, right? We build like the tool. We don't really we build in a hammock, right? We don't really kind of build the house from the hammock. Um, but every so often, we see some amazing projects being built using our tools. Um, and so it really kind of makes things worth it for us. Um, but yeah, no, they've done a fantastic job. And, and the best thing is like that, that project um, that Joe mentioned is open source, right? So you can, you can download it from GitHub. You can read the docs, yep. see how it works. Uh, you can yeah. go and, and you can go and extend it, right? If you want to kind of do something else or like adapt it somewhat, you can do that very, very easily. Um, that's kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to fork it. You know, play around with it, whatever you'd like to do. Yeah, put put in your own issues and stuff like that. If you would like to request anything, yeah, we're we're all ears for you guys. And for like those that, um, so just maybe a bit more clarity on how it works, right? So it's basically written and kind of in TypeScript, very easy to, to use and develop on. Um, it defines a few kind of key events um, um, that you look for in the chain that are trigger points. And we define like the shape of the resulting data. So the way that data is stored in the, in the database um, and the query interface is all defined um, in GraphQL. Um, so when you run this, you can get a GraphQL endpoint. And if you haven't used GraphQL before, it's very, it's kind of very similar of SQL, but it's kind of safe to do over um, web requests. And you can make some pretty cool requests for GraphQL to kind of join these different um, tables up, join these different entities, search and sort, filter them, um, and then make this request from a client, any client you want, um, a website and mobile app. Um, potentially, you could, we've worked for Oracle, so you can kind of get that data back on chain, that aggregate information. Um, yeah, anything like that is quite flexible. Yeah, and just to just to build on what, what James says there, I think that's where the, the sort of power of it really comes, is that you can you can assemble these incredibly complex queries um, and have another application do this, um, you know, on a larger scale and, and sort of build an application on top of this and be served this, you know, quick, um, quickly accessible uh, data in large quantities. So it's, it's really a, quite a powerful tool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds honestly like something that's really helpful. It sounds like something as well that could be very easily like overlooked of, of you know, not like a, a thing that maybe other people would necessarily immediately think to, you know, try and see if something like this existed. Because, I mean, it kind of does sound like that without access to something like subquery um, or, you know, just in general, the subquery based indexer that like, um, you know, we've got it kind of sounds like access to a lot of information would otherwise be such a pain that you would probably just kind of give up on it. Um, so it, it seems pretty interesting um, that this not only is kind of simplifying access like to um, information and to like data points, um, but it also helps in providing like actual clarity and connecting the dots a bit better that otherwise would have kind of felt a little bit more static and out there to the point where you might not even look into it. Uh, so, or looking into it would have been a massive pain. So that's, um, that's really awesome. And I, I guess that pretty much actually one of the things I was going to ask originally was going to be, um, you know, how subquery improved access to this information, but you guys have definitely covered that pretty well. Um, and I guess because of that, I wanted to hand to you, James, um, to see if there was any ways uh, that, you know, automation potentially, like an automation use case uh, that you see possible out of using something uh, like subquery. Yeah, so that's a great question. It's something that we're seeing a lot kind of come through, right? Um, there's this um, recent trend, I know that Fetch is kind of um, Looking into and, and, and taking advantage of, of this, obviously, obviously of the the kind of the automation, um, the AI kind of aspect, um, because blockchains aren't really haven't really done well at that in the past, um, you know, the, the past five years. Um, in fact, like a very simple example is like making a, a, a scheduled future transaction is still kind of like really really difficult, um, and blockchains aren't really geared up for that. Um, or making a transaction like if this then that. Um, this is kind of a, a new kind of place that we haven't really seen a lot in. Um, and I know that's kind of something that Fetch is, is, is delving into. So subquery is great when you want to like bring in data. So a lot of people often conflate indexes with oracles. Um, and it's a, a simple mistake. Um, they kind of are the opposite, actually. What indexer does is it takes on-chain data and makes it and orders it more um, better for, for off-chain uses. An Oracle would take off-chain data like price feeds from the real world, and that's the most example, common use case, or like weather feeds from the real world, and bring that back on-chain into kind of smart contracts so you can do stuff, you can automate stuff on the blockchain. Um, you can access them from your from your applications, your decentralized applications on-chain. Now, one thing that we're looking at um, with subquery, and we've started doing some work with some Oracles on this, is mapping those together. So combining combining forces in Oracle where you could, for example, you could index information on the chain. So let's say um, you want to wait till, let's say you've got a DeFi chain um, and there are many DeFi chains in the Cosmos zone or the Cosmos um, verse, um, and you want to wait till a certain class of asset exceeds a certain price volatility or the um, size of the pool um, exceeds some parameter. Um, subquery can obviously index information. It can every block. It can calculate that kind of derived value. It can update it. And as soon as something happens, it could feed the information back to a, a chain like Fetch via an Oracle. 
um, to which you can then automate some action within Fetch um, to result from that. So for example, um, if the price reaches a certain bound, um, you could automate a trade. If the, if the level of liquidity um, reaches a certain parameter, you could potentially withdraw your assets from that, that pool because it's not liquid enough for your, for your comfort margins. Um, and this is the kind of thing that we are working with some oracles on and being able to do that um, or provide that information back to contracts on chain. Um, and that's kind of an example use case I'm kind of keen to see coming through um, with automation chains like Fetch um, in the coming years or months even. Yeah, that's uh, it's actually interesting that you talk about that because um, we actually even had done uh, a little bit of a, I guess there was a, an application, it was um, slightly like a, a test run, but also like a legitimate test of, uh, and people could use it and access it, where we actually had um, agents doing a, a similar kind of task there, actually funny enough, because what you're describing does sound a lot like um, essentially like DeFi, like stop loss uh slash you could even you know consider other features and stuff as well exactly um, you can take the slide all the way through right those are the very oh yeah use cases examples so it's it's extremely interesting because yeah i do think that a lot of um automation tools are extremely necessary but it's just a matter of actually getting to that point where they exist because I think that that's kind of where um, in the DeFi space and even outside of just DeFi, just in the crypto space in general, um, when you look at, you know, centralized exchanges or other things that they offer, often, you know, things like this are are very commonplace because it's just like an internal, you know, system that they use and they have access to. Um, and coming up with decentralized versions of these things that not only still keep users protected, um, but aren't also just like, you know, basically giving away uh, users, you know, full identity and everything like that along with it, um, I think is definitely something that's being heavily requested by a lot of people. And also something that, yeah, I do believe that we'll see a lot more of uh, in the coming year or so, because it's, yeah, it, it's definitely people want to have access to the the same type of tooling that you find like that's going to be the way that uh people go from you know centralized services to decentralized ones is once we get to the point where a decentralized service feels no different than the ease of use of those centralized services exactly right and that's that's kind of like the underlying goal with the last two or three years that been building subgroup for like that is that is a kind of and i i assume i believe you guys share that mission right which is many people in this industry do, which is we need to get to a point where the user experience with these decentralized apps and these decentralized platforms is equivalent, if not better, than these centralized alternatives. Because we've seen some pretty, especially in the last six months, eight months, we've seen some pretty tragic stuff happening with, with centralized services. Um, and it's a constant reminder that, you know, not your keys, not your what, not your, not your coins, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, this is going to become more and more important into the future. Yeah, 100%. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and actually, before we kind of get into the potential of going into any community questions, uh, was there anything either of you guys, uh, Joe or James, 
Um, is there any other things that you found interesting, like, uh, well, either like Joe working on building out uh, the indexer or doing the testing? Um, was there anything that you wanted to share outside of that? Um, or are we okay to just move to community questions? I think I think you're good to go ahead, really. I would just encourage everyone to yeah check out the repo, check out the docs. It's all it's all there. There's plenty of help and, and information. And you know, if there's anything further, any, any examples or anything people are looking for, feel free to to raise an issue, and uh, we can we can take a look at it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Exactly that's right. and, it never hurts just like ask like how, how like what's your advice or how might I kind of like index this information. Um, I think Joe and I are very close to how it works that so we kind of very easily kind of give you a, a basic example of like you should index this, start by doing this and, 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 and write a function here that kind of changes that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as, sure. as I was saying, I've worked on nothing else for these past six months or so. So, you know, I'm very in touch with it. I'm happy to help as well. Yeah, there's, uh, and just so that everybody is aware um, of how easy it would be for you guys to, you know, get access to help if needed, um, on our GitHub, which is just fetch AI, no spaces, uh, no like period or anything in there, just like fetch AI on GitHub, um, in the ledger subquery repo, there is actually a discussion section, um, and in there you can. You know, per, you can post any discussions or, or questions, anything you have about uh, the indexer. And I'm sure that Joe or uh, somebody else there will be able to kind of help you walk through that. Also, of course, you can submit um, any bugs or issues that you found on there to try and, you know, help as this is an open source uh, project. So you can contribute to this even uh, as a community member or, or just developer who's messing around and uh, has some spare time on your hands to try and, you know, uh, aid in this. So, yeah, um, yeah. If that, if that covers it for the uh, main stuff that we wanted to kind of discuss to the community, I guess now is a good opportunity. If there is anybody who's listening in right now who has any questions uh, for Joe or James in regards to the subquery indexer, uh, then feel free to join in. I do know that this is a, a very dev-focused, uh, heavy discussion, so it can be a little daunting. Um, but don't be worried. There are no stupid questions. There are no uh, anything like that. Uh, all questions are are valuable. So, and if there happens to not be uh, any questions in regards to that, which it is very much seeming like that is the case, uh, which is come to be expected, as I said, um, I will assume then that you guys did such an amazing job at describing subquery and all of its functionalities that there are just <laughs> simply no questions that could possibly exist. <laughs> and so, yeah, I wanted to say, um, of course, thank you so much to you guys uh, for coming on. Um, Joe, I know this is your I guess, first time kind of publicly appearing um, as a member of the Fetch team. So thank you for, for coming on. Um, we're always appreciative when our like developers or engineers come in and uh, actually kind of interact with the community a little bit and show, your guys, show, show yourself off. Um, and of course, thank you so much to James, um, COO of Subquery Network for coming on and, you know, giving us an opportunity to speak with you and for you to speak with our community. No, thank you very much for having me. And, and thanks, Joe, um, uh, for joining us and yeah, working on Subgrow for these past months. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and thanks so much, John, as well, for having me. It's been good.
Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening in, uh, whether you are listening in live right now or listening in after we have already had the session recorded at this point. Um, we always enjoy that. And of course, if you guys ever have questions in the future that you want to ask, um, but you're not available for these Twitter Spaces sessions while they are live, don't be afraid that on the announcement tweets, um, you can always ask your questions there and then I can answer them as the host. So yeah, never be afraid to ask questions prior to it. We always want to try and get to that stuff. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening in. As I said again, thank you, Joe and James for joining us today. And I will see everybody from the Fetch AI community next week. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Fetch AI Spaces, subquery indexer tool. Recorded on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focus, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back with the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter no one ever planned for the famine on deck we was walking all erect with the dead man swagger sitting in a little den vision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-B-B-Billion Little Dan vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next b b b No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-B-B-Billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-B-B-Billion Terror spaces <laughs>